Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. Today on the show, we will have Dr. Chris Bergwald and Eric Gallagher. They will be coming in to talk about the bishop's vision and uh, mission for the diocese and their current travels around the diocese and how you can get involved with those. So first, we're going to talk to Dr. Chris Bergwald. (laughs) Yes, you are. Biblical Bites with Dr. B. How's it going? Happy, uh, no, a blessed Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday. I guess. I don't know. Why are they called that, Renee? What? Pop, Pop quiz, Renee. <laughs> Hot shot. <laughs> um, so today we're start, starting Holy Week. Yeah. Um, blessed Holy Week. That's what I was going to say. But then it's not called Holy Sunday. It's called Passion Sunday or Palm Sunday. Do you know why? Why which one? Either. Both. Well, okay. So it's called Palm Sunday because when Jesus entered Jerusalem, he entered triumphantly. People put palm branches down for him as he rode in. Passion Sunday, because it is the beginning. It's when we hear the Passion Gospels, even though the Passion hasn't, isn't happening quite yet. Right, right. Because I mean, we'll hear John's account we, every, every good Friday. Mm-hmm. So on Friday, we'll mm-hmm. hear John's account. Um, but Good Friday is not obligatory. Right. So this is this is the mass that the church asks every Catholic to go to, in which they will hear um, one of the passions account passion accounts. Okay. Matthew, Mark, or Luke's. I'm going to ask you a question you probably can't answer. If if Friday was an obligatory mass, what gospel would they read on this Sunday then? Wait, what? If Friday was <laughs> if Friday again? was an obligatory was, mass, so then they well, read the all, passion fr- there. Friday is not a mass at all. Okay, but if it, if it wasn't if it was obligatory yes. and you went, yes. So then what would they put on? Sam, you're not going to be able to answer this. What would they? What would we do for readings on Sunday well, then? No, but every Good Friday is always John, and Sunday is Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Oh, okay, I see. So you just that's hear it twice. I, that's what I just said. Aren't you Even listening if it was, to Biblical Bites I'm with Dr. B? I'm just saying that if it was an obligation to go on Friday, then you could have something different on Sunday, could We you? do, but we do. Okay, we do. fine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a dumb so, question. <laughs> Renee, on Good Friday, yeah. we hear from John's gospel. Okay. <laughs> and on John. <laughs> Passion, or Palm Sunday, we hear from, yeah, Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Okay. So we actually do get to hear um, the, no, what's this? So this ties in actually. One of the interesting things is, you know, all four gospel writers um, tell the story of what Jesus did and said in slightly different ways. They're taking things that he did and said, and sometimes reordering them or grouping them for a particular purpose. So what they tell us is true, but they don't tell biography the strict way. Like this ancient sense of biography um, wasn't as concerned about strict chronological order. More concerned about telling the truth of the person's life, life and teaching, but not necessarily like on April 1st of 27, Jesus went here and blah, right? So there, we see when you read the four gospels, that's people like get thrown off like, well, but it seems like telling a different order. They are because that's how biography was written in the ancient world. But when it comes to the passion accounts, we see that the four gospels really harmonize, not completely, mm-hmm. but by and large, they come together and they all told many of the, the details. So my question is, we're just going to talk briefly about Mark here this morning. Why do you think, why is that the case? Why, quote unquote, all of a sudden, do all four gospel writers suddenly get um, more precise in their chronology when we get to the Passion, such that we see uh, a lot more commonalities in terms of how they're telling the story mm-hmm. of Jesus's final couple of days? Um, my guess would be because it's really important. 
Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> well done, good、easy. and faithful servant. Well, <laughs> but, the, but it's true.、Yeah. It's, 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 it's right. The passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, of all the things that Jesus did and said, these are the most important things.、Right. So the gospel writers are very concerned. To、uh, tell,、um, and they're, they're always concerned about, again, about truth, but now they're really concerned、um, about the, the ordering of things. Right, right. So, so the, the, just the thing in, in the minute or so that we have left、um, that I want to highlight, and this is true in Mark, which is what we're hearing this year, it's the, but it's true in the others as well. Jesus, what do we begin with? When we, the, how does the passion begin? Uh, it begins in the Garden of Gethsemane. No, it begins before that. Well, okay. So then it begins with the Last Supper. Right, right. And, and actually, Mark tells us even、yeah. a little bit more, but it begins with the Last Supper. So the Last Supper is the beginning of the Passion account because the Last Supper, as we know, that's when Jesus was celebrating a Passover meal.、Mm-hmm. Uh, with his disciples, and we'll talk about this more in another episode of Bilgo Bites. But the, a Passover meal, which is when the, 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 the sacrifice of the unblemished lamb、um, and the Israelites were saved by God from slavery in Egypt. Well, Jesus is inaugurating the new Passover, and he himself is the lamb.、Mm-hmm. And now he is saving not just the Israelites, but everyone from the ultimate slavery, which is to sin itself. So it's the new Passover with the new Passover lamb. Yeah, I can't wait. I love Palm Sunday, actually.、Amen. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. Joining me on the show today is、uh, Dr. Chris Bergwald. He is the Director of Discipleship Formation for the Diocese, and Eric Gallagher, who is the Director of Mission Engagement. And those are new titles. I'm really glad I got yeah, them right. Yeah, it's a good thing we're not on video because <laughs> you're just like reading it. I know, I am totally reading it. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Renee. Thank you. You bet. So, we're going to talk today about、um, the Bishop's Vision, and you guys are. Out and about in the diocese. So, we're going to talk about that a little bit too. That is connected to his, div- his division, his vision, <laughs> not his we're division. Multiplying, not dividing. Yes, yes. All right. So,、um, if you haven't heard, the bishop has a vision for the diocese.、Um, I'm not going to say what it is yet. We're going to、okay. talk about that、okay. right after we're this. We're going to keep it a secret for now. Yeah, we're going to, it'll be a surprise if you haven't heard it. You、um, should offer a prize. Ooh. The first person, you should. It's not a call in show. So, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. The first person to email. Okay. The first person to email me, rcrans at sfcatholic.org, and rattle off the bishop's vision. Without looking it up, folks. You, you can't. What do they win? Well, you, well do, they,、uh, do you have something to. You know what? You can come on Catholic Views. <laughs> wow. This is dangerous. Wow. No one is going to send me an email. You're、see? not going to get an email. Well, no. I know some people. I know some of you listening. You're going to. I'm on that. Okay, we'll see、But、what you, happens. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there.、Right. Okay. So,、uh, tell us how this vision came about.、Uh, I'm going to start with Eric, if he can answer this. How did this vision come about with the bishop? Yeah, I know when Bishop first arrived, we, all, I think all of us, you're kind of waiting, who, who is this? <laughs> And how is this going to be now、um, compared to how it was? And I, I just know, I remember in those first couple of weeks, Just lots and lots of meetings, just knowing he's meeting with this group and this group. He's traveling all around the diocese.、Um, when he shares about it, he really he just shares about kind of those drives and kind of the, you have those, that time after hearing people's hearts,、mm-hmm. listening to them, getting a good pulse on what God is doing in the diocese. And he just shares with us that he, he was inspired. Like he didn't. 
He didn't read this in a book and then say, yes, let's do that because <laughs> other people are doing that. Right. It was, God, you're doing some incredible things. It's time for us to focus on this. And right. um, just very yeah, inspired through that time. And I think it's just a witness of the the drive time in rural South Dakota <laughs> and God being able to kind of speak into that. And he just he, he tell, shares with us. It was very, became yeah. very clear to him. The way I've understood it, it came to him before he thought it would because he thought maybe he'd be here like a year before he would get some sense of what his vision, what his mission would be. So Chris, do you, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think my, also my understanding uh, of his time as a priest in the Archdiocese of Minneapolis, at some point, most if not all of his, his assignments, at some point in his assignment, whether he was uh, in a parish or serving in a diocesan role, he'd have a, a, a clear sense of the way that the Lord wanted him to, like his, his personal mission, how to lead his parish right. or the work that he was doing um, that, that would come to him from the Lord in prayer at some point. And yeah, I, I think it was, so we're in it's March of 2021. Um, I think it was about a year ago. I think it was March of 2020 when, as Eric said, so I think sort mm-hmm. of based on the foundation of getting to know people that in prayer, he received relatively early on. I mean, just a month, maybe yeah. two in yeah. this sense of what the Lord was at the way the Lord was asking him to lead. Right. Right. Okay. So now what's the Bishop's actual vision? what did he tell us when he came? He's like, all right, I got something for you guys. <laughs> well, it evolved. Right. So, I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the initial form was parts of it were there, but then I think it took a couple months for him to give it final shape. Right. So as it is now. So if you, if you haven't sent your email in yet, you better hurry. Cause Chris is about to, Tell us. Divulge. Yes. The, hopefully it's not a secret. If it's a secret, we're not. Lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. Mm-hmm. Lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love is the vision that, that Bishop received. So Eric and I and Father Scott have been sort of shorthanding it as the Bishop's vision, but it's really not. It really is um, a, a vision for the entire diocese that, uh, that our shepherd received from the Lord in prayer. So the Lord's vision for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. we sort of had sometimes shorten that to the Bishop's vision, yeah. but it's really not his vision. He had vision. to give it to someone. He so he's exactly. like, hey, how about the leader? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't think I put this question out there for you guys early on, but uh, Eric, what did you think of this when you first heard it? What was your initial thoughts and impression of it? Yeah, I think I was first moved because he didn't... I, I know there are dioceses where a bishop comes in and he makes a decision to like do something. Mm-hmm. And and I, I've never been amused by that. I've it's how like just to have like this, this grand plan. Like you can't you can't like you don't know the diocese well and like you can't really make these universal like decisions mm-hmm. that are gonna that everyone has to kind of adapt to. And so I was first excited that it was a vision that's what that was a universal vision, but it wasn't a plan. Like it was, here's what I believe God wants to do. Um, and the second thing is it's a pretty, I mean, in our world, it's, it is vague and it is the language of what we've seen being used and received it by the church everywhere already. Right. Like, so it's for those who have paid attentions to the papal documents, like even since Vatican II and, and what the church has been telling us to do. And for those who've been paying attention to what's really working in the church mm-hmm. and what's really bearing fruit in the church. I think you read this and and if you're in that world, you would say, yeah, like that, that makes sense. It, right. it actually, for me, was very affirming that 
Um, what we've been trying to help parishes do for some time and where, where a diocese has been going, um, this was actually very fitting. Like he's, yeah. he's looking at the same thing we are. Yeah, um, yeah. and it was, so it, it was affirming for, for me just to know like, okay, this, this resonates with where I want to go to. Right. And, right. and so it was very exciting to say, great, my bishops, we're on the same team. That's a great start <laughs> here. That is a good so start. That was my initial impression. And I, it is, it's very exciting for those who are engaged in the life of the church where it is just very active and fruitful. I think yeah. they would read this and be like, yes, your bishop gets it. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if Bishop would say that he, he gets it in that sense, but he, he does. He he resonates with it as well. But yeah. again, it was something he he didn't come up with. He right. received. Right. So yeah. So Chris, I want you to kind of answer that question too, but also kind of tell us why is it important for a diocese to have a vision at all? Ah. Um, <laughs> so I was just to the first. I was also very excited. Um, for me, this is very near and dear to the heart, my heart, in terms of why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. So for Bishop DeGrood to articulate this as his vision um, was, yeah, same things that Eric said, very excited um, because of how important it is to me. So for me to be on the same page yeah. with him, I yeah. mean, obviously it's a it's a good place. That's where you want to be, right? Yeah. Um, and then in terms of why is it important, I think it just, it gives us a rallying cry. That's kind of the term that that has come to me the last few weeks. Okay. Um, it gives us all a very clear, clear, well, vision <laughs> for for how uh, God is is asking us through our shepherd, through our, through our leader, to, to go the direction that he wants us to go. So uh, again, the idea of a rallying cry. This is, so our, our bishop is saying, this is where I'm going. This is where it's clear to me. The Lord is asking me to go this way, this way and I want all of you to follow right. me in this direction. So this is, he's, um, He's made it very clear, my understanding is to to the, the clergy of the diocese, the priests, the deacons, this is the direction that I want all of our our Catholic, our parishes, our Catholic elementary, junior, and high schools to go. And he's invited other Catholic organizations, entities within the diocese, like our colleges, like Avera, our health system, healthcare system, that are Catholic, that, um, to, to partner with right. us in this mm-hmm. direction. So um, sort of for us all to be invited to be... There's a way. I mean, we're all Catholic, right? right. But but we're we're doing something um, that's a bit more specific in terms of this is the vision. You know, businesses have mission vision mm-hmm. statements, but oftentimes yep. parishes do too. Yeah. But oftentimes those will just end up sort of on some wall with a nice plaque and nobody pays any attention. A paper in someone's drawer. <laughs> right, exactly. That's not the yeah. case here. And Bishop's right. made that clear. This is the direction I'm going. This is the direction I want every one of our parish and schools to follow. Right, right. I know for me, um, I am the, I don't know if I've ever really said this on Catholic Views, I'm the interim director for communications for the diocese. So for me, it was very helpful coming from a communications standpoint in that, there's a lot of stuff we can put out there on social media and the Bishop's Bulletin. We can just talk about all kinds of things. But now we have something very focused to talk about. And we can still talk about a lot of different topics, but we can focus around one vision, the missionary discipleship kind of vision for right, the diocese. Right. How do we all get there? Right, right. That's yeah. that, that's a great, for me, um, there have been a number of things I've been doing that, frankly, a number of them, they've been around the idea of growing as, as an intentional disciple, a missionary disciple, and so on. But it, it really, especially through um, the, the leadership of Father Scott Trainer. Uh, as the vicar for lay and clergy formation, sort of running our department, our office in the diocese, uh, 
looking at those things, okay, what's going to most move the needle in terms of this vision that has been given to us through Bishop by the Lord? Right. Um, what's going to be most impactful? Mm-hmm. So a lot of good things we can be doing, yeah. but what's going to bear the most fruit? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that I've there are things uh, a year, well, two You've years had to let that, go of. that I had to let go yeah. of. Good things, mm-hmm. but not the best thing for right now, at right. least, for to help this vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, if you're just joining us, um, we are talking to Chris Bergwald and uh, Eric Gallagher about the bishop's vision. So um, why does it matter to everybody else in the diocese? Can't we just keep doing what we're doing and just eh, go to church on Sunday and... Eric, I'm going to throw this one to you. We're like, ah, let Chris answer that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, my bl- really blunt answer, I think that it's just it, the church where we're at as a church today. I think the average person is can get very confused. Like, I think with a lot of the stuff we've experienced with the church, with the scandal, and with some of the way the media portrays our Holy Father mm-hmm. and and the, the mixed messages, everything that's out there, um, I do think the average person is looking for a place to lay their head and to, to follow. And it is just, it's a gift to have a shepherd that has this vision that, that really at the if we really search our hearts for what we're longing for, this this is it. Like yeah. and and the rest, all the noise that we might be paying too much attention to at times kind of fades away when we can just really focus in on this and say, Yeah, let's just let's go do this mm-hmm. for a while. And yeah. not, not worry about all this other stuff. So yeah. I think for the average person, just to have a bishop that is leading, um, and he's He's take, taking kind of the front role in it. He's mm-hmm. a, a YouTube bishop, so they get yes, to see his is. face. They, like he's someone that people want to follow. And I think just just generally speaking, in our in our day, it's just nice to have someone that will lead and that you can trust. And yeah. I think that this vision, just in how it came to be, and the the specificity of it to the average person, it would say it would affirm what they've been looking for. Yeah. So and and they're looking for how how do I participate in the church? What does this mean for me? Yeah. And this when we really look at the vision, it is a very it's inviting of action. Yeah. And I think that's what people are kind of looking for is they want more, they want to be more engaged, they want to give themselves more to the life of the church. And this is a very inviting vision where a bishop is asking of that for all the people. Right. And so it kind of gives everyone a place without boxing people out mm. unless you're not yes. interested in being a disciple of Jesus Christ <laughs> um that that's a thing but if you if you are then here's here's where we're heading yeah cuz really there's a place for everybody in this vision um whether you are a homebound person you can prayer is right. a, is a, a form of missionary discipleship yep. i mean there's all kinds of ways what are some ways chris that that was uh, kind of my next question is what are some ways that lay people around the diocese can really take part in this vision besides, you know, maybe going to events or whatever, but what are some ways they can really do that? Yeah. So I think the, the, if the heart of it at the heart of this vision uh, is, is what's kind of in, on near the middle of it, at least is discipleship. So it starts mm-hmm. with my own relationship with the Lord. So I think the first thing for us to do is, is if we're not to take our relationship with God seriously, right? So it's, 
Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday, uh, when many people are hearing this on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're entering into Holy Week. What does it mean to follow Jesus Christ for me? Now, maybe that you're already there. Well, we have to deepen that relationship. So for me to be attentive to my own relationship with Jesus Christ, but then for me to be a missionary disciple, that doesn't necessarily mean, look, for most of us, that doesn't mean going off to some foreign country right. to preach the gospel of Jesus right. Christ. It means right in my own backyard, if you will, my my home, my workplace, where I shop, where I recreate, for me to be a witness of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The way that I interact with people, the way that I make eye contact with people, the way that I'm kind to people, um, and yep. then maybe at times the way that I speak to people, the questions I ask, the answers I give. Maybe, uh, maybe I will be talking about my faith, but at least by the way that I live my life, that I'm bearing witness to Jesus Christ. So that's, that's how I can accompany everybody mm-hmm. that I encounter, le- accompany, walk with them closer to Jesus. Right. Yeah, we're not talking uh, going door to door here. Right. <laughs> Necessarily, right? right? Some people are called to do that. Some sure. people love that idea. Right. I just talked to a Most guy. Most of us do not. But. Right, but, but there's a, I had a phone conversation with a guy in the northwestern part of our, northeastern part of our diocese uh, a week ago, and he's like, I want to do that again. We did that at my parish like five years ago. We need to do that again. I'm ready. Um, he probably knows. He might be listening. Um, there are people Go who have it. that passion. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. So, um, are there some resources? I know we have some stuff on YouTube. So can you give us a few resources and then we're going to talk about what you guys are doing out and about the diocese. So, so I'm just resources. I'll say if you go to sfcatholic.org slash vision. Okay. You can read, watch all to your heart's content, all about uh, this vision for the diocese, right. lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. www.sfcatholic.org slash vision will take you. We've got videos on there. We've got articles from the Bishop's mm-hmm. Bulletin. We've got some nice little brochures and bookmarks that people can, we, we have some of them ourselves, but you can download them and print them right. as well as some just basic ideas for, and we're going to be adding to this website, but that's sort of our, our one-stop shop for, who knows, this episode of Catholic Views might find its way to this website. Ooh, fancy. Yep. I'll be really, really hit the big time then. There we go. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you two and Father Scott Trainer are wandering around the diocese. <laughs> we're calling it the roadshow. I don't know if you guys are calling it the roadshow to other people. We are. But in the, okay, I was going to say, in the well, building, it's yeah. kind of the roadshow. Yeah. <laughs> so you went last night. So this was Tuesday night. It's past Tuesday night to Mitchell. Um, okay, so tell me what you're doing, Eric. Yeah, our first, so it was kind of a twofold vision for these things. It, the number, the first thing was we just wanted to make this known. Like right. Father Trainer is going around asking the average Catholic if they had heard the vision, and he's like 99.9 percent of the time, yeah, they, no. <laughs> the, the bishop has a vision. <laughs> so part of that, it kind of originated with that. But as we started putting it together, we said, well, let's go out just with the purpose of telling people about this. And so it's their events. We're doing five of them around the diocese. We just did one this week. Um, but we're inviting anyone to come and hear mm-hmm. about it. And so there, it's kind of a twofold invitation. One is if you're just the average person, you're invited to engage in this in, in this vision. And we're helping, we're u- utilizing these nights to kind of lay it out and then just to start planting some seeds as far as how, yeah. what, what does that look like? Um, and then helping them kind of figure out ways that they can learn more and engage in it. And then the second part is we're we're really having inviting parish 
pastors specifically mm-hmm. to gather their leadership together and inviting them as a team to really start looking at their parish specifically and asking the question, how does our parish engage in this? Sure. So kind of the the core audience would be pastors and their parish council, staff, finance council, any leadership in their parish that might be the ones that would that would help kind of get this going and help really discern what's next. So when they're all invited to come to this to kind of hear, and then we're just sharing about it and then inviting them to consider way how that would look, spending some time with them in prayer and discussion and leaving it at that. Yeah. And so, and we're letting kind of putting the ball in their court and saying, now let us know what you need basically. Yeah. And we're happy to help you advance this in your own life and in your parishes. Yeah. I'm sure they're getting some questions answered about what is this thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's the big <laughs> thing big is thing. they the norm in the church is they're like, this is great. You're very excited about it. I'm so I'm very excited about it. Now tell me what to do. Right. And that's kind of like the the trick in this is like, we're not going to tell you what to do. Like we're telling you where we're going and we wanted to come with, but the, the program, it exists in you. It exists in what God sure. is doing in you. And we want to help you really discern what that looks like and begin to live that out. And so that's our program now is yeah. to help. It's not to get people to help us with what we're doing. It's to invite, to ask them what God is doing in their life and help them with that. Yeah. There's as many ways to be a missionary disciple as there are people yep. in the diocese, right? Amen. Okay. So Chris, why should someone attend these talks? So I, I we've already, I talked about rallying cry, what mm-hmm. Eric just said. Um, if you come to these, you'll find out more about the vision. You'll mm-hmm. hear, learn more about the vision, but, the idea is also for you with other people who are there to start to imagine, to discuss, to discern how God is asking this to come alive in you, mm-hmm. how God is asking you to take part in this vision. Again, this is not the bishop's vision. It really is the vision for the diocese who falls given by the Lord to us through our bishop. So he is asking everyone, the Lord and the bishop. Mm-hmm. They're both asking every one of us to respond to this vision. And by coming to these roadshows, you, you will learn a little bit more about what mm-hmm. the vision means, but then start to, through Eric's presentation in particular, uh, start to imagine, dream, um, what could this look like in my own life? Right. Let alone my parish and so on. Right. Yeah. You know, something just came to my mind. You're, we're saying, why should we even want to, why should we care about being missionary disciples? Well, I remember when, um, we only have a short time left here, but when I was going through marriage prep with my husband, one of the things the priest said was, your job is to help each other get to heaven. Right. Our job is to help each other get to heaven, whether we're married or not. Yep. So um, we should really want to do this and get involved in our faith more, in learning more about it, in what way can I be a missionary disciple to the people around me? I don't have to go knocking door to door. If I want to, great. But, you know, this, this can be very simple ways. This can be really big ways. Yep. So there's a big variety out there. Exactly. Yep. And okay. by coming to those road shows, you'll be able to put some flesh in the bones in terms yeah. of what does this look like in my own life? Yeah. Yeah. Very important. All right. Thanks, you guys, for you being bet. here. And uh, watch our social media, um, SF Diocese, either on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, there'll, there'll be some things on YouTube as well, but, and I think on your vision page on the website, you'll also have dates of when these are coming up, If you right? go to sfcatholic.org slash discipleship, discipleship. yeah, okay. you'll see the dates as okay, well. Okay, good. Yep. So, and watch those and on our social media channels. We'll, ha- we'll have dates and when everything's coming up, so. All right. Uh, next week, we will have Father Brian Eckrich on the show. We're going to talk about Holy Saturday and Easter. So,
So it'll be on Easter Sunday. It'll be a good conversation. He's a young priest, if you don't know Father Eckrich, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic News.